Once again, I hope you don't mind if I share with you my homily for this weekend since I'll be in Winslow. This weekend we will celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, Jesus rising at the end of the 40 days into heaven. How we think about heaven immediately impacts how we live on earth. That is, the afterlife affects our activity in the present life. A little girl was talking to her teacher about whales. The teacher said it was physically impossible for a whale to swallow a human being because even though it was a very large mammal, its throat was very small. The little girl stated that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Feeling very irritated, the teacher reiterated that a whale could not swallow a human. It was physically impossible. The little girl said, when I get to heaven, I will ask Jonah. The teacher sarcastically asked, what if Jonah went to hell? The little girl smiled and said, then you ask him. Notice how the little girl's hopes for heaven changed her beliefs and her behavior here on earth. She fearlessly shared her faith because of her hope for heaven. On the other hand, Karl Marx, the political philosopher and the father of communism, argued that religion and its attention on the afterlife is the opium of the masses. That is, heaven harms our humanity. Or John Lennon sang in 1972, Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Above us only sky, no hell below us. Imagine all the people living for today. In other words, how we think about heaven or imagine there is no heaven either helps us or hurts us as we find our way on earth. Some of our most enduring earthly questions will only have heavenly answers, like whether a whale swallowed Jonah. Heaven is closer to earth than we imagine. Today we celebrate the feast of the ascension of Jesus into heaven, where he took his seat at the right hand of God. Mark tells us at the very end of his gospel, the last verse, that description of Jesus sitting at God's right hand in heaven does not merely mean that Jesus is gone and out of sight, and out of reach. But rather, he has reached his heavenly headquarters. And from that lofty vantage point, Christ, our captain, can command his armies on earth. That is why the apostles are not overwhelmed with grief and despair after the ascension. Instead, we read, they went forth and preached everywhere 
while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. That is, just like the little girl looked forward to meeting Jonah in heaven and meanwhile shared her faith on earth, so the apostles fearlessly preach and teach their faith, knowing they would meet Jesus again in heaven. By the way, Jesus explicitly compared himself to Jonah in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, saying, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Still, I am sure that teacher and Karl Marx and John Lennon would insist that such things are impossible. Some of our most enduring earthly questions will only have heavenly answers. And therefore, our hope of heaven must guide our steps on earth. My friends, may I suggest three ways how what we believe about heaven affects how we behave on earth? First, keeping your eyes on heaven can help you with your marriage on earth. Today, May 16th, my parents are celebrating their 55th wedding anniversary, and I am so proud of them. But as much as my parents love each other, they also know that marriage is only for earth, not for heaven. How so? Well, in heaven, we will be married to Jesus, not to each other. My parents will become the bride of Christ, the church. As we read in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, So they are running the lifelong marathon of marriage like a long race. The finish line is in sight, and the finish line is heaven, where Jesus is seated at God's right hand, ready to reward them for their labor of love. Their hope for heaven helps them to stay faithful in marriage, especially when times get tough. Secondly, heaven can help us choose a priestly or religious vocation. This year on May 25th, I will celebrate my 25th ordination anniversary. I am so grateful for the gift of the priesthood, but I got to tell you, it hasn't always been easy. There have been times when I wanted to throw in my collar and call it quits. But why have I kept going? Because there is also a finish line for being a spiritual father, namely heaven. My hopes for heaven remind me that the hard work of pastoral ministry is not forever. And the reward for being a reverend is retirement plan that's out of this world. My hopes for heaven help me to be a faithful priest on earth. Thirdly, heaven helps us to carry our crosses 
How so? Because St. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. In other words, we all experience problems and pains, misunderstandings and mistreatment, defeats and disappointments, losses and loneliness, failure and fatigue. But folks, there is a finish line for all of our second places and setbacks. And it is heaven. Our hope for heaven helps us to persevere in our problems with peace and carry our crosses with courage. Heaven helps us because Jesus is waiting to reward us with his glory. It cannot be compared to our crosses. My friends, we can live like John Lennon sang and imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. But I believe we'll be far happier if we live with our hopes for heaven while we're here on earth. In heaven, where Jesus and Jonah and maybe even John Lennon are waiting for us. Praised be Jesus Christ.